my favorite show bro this is gonna be a special one um we got one of the best hoopers to come out of indianapolis i'm gonna just throw off her stats real quick for 2021 bro so like she averaged like almost 28 points a game crazy like four assists almost six rebounds and almost four steals a game bro this is ari wiggins thank you for blessing us with your presence what's up hey how are you (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. So this is the sensation from Heritage Christian in Indianapolis, Indiana. So she has just went over the top. And I've been knowing her since she was like a little kid, man. <laughs> and like just to see her grow to this to this level, to this stature is pretty crazy. And um, Josiah, what's good, man? Uh, you ready for this, man? This is like our first athlete. Yes, bro. I'm 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 so hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh you just graduated from high school. How how you feeling? How's that going? Um, it's good. Um I'm kinda excited, still kinda like not yeah. settling in for me yet. Still. But I'm excited. Thank you. Thank <laughs> that's, you. Uh, that's a big accomplishment. And Josiah. You technically just graduated from grad school from NYU. I'm I'm done with school for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Two degrees shawty. He said you done. Yeah, bro. No PhDs. No, no. I'm done. Yeah, okay. I've been in school all my life. I'm That's tired. So crazy when you think about it. Like you've been in school your entire career, like like life, bro. Yeah. But how's 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 the real life treating you? Like you got the job, bro. You working remote. Real life is tight, but like, so as you know, like I lived in D.C. for undergrad and then New York grad, and now I'm in Detroit. But it's tight moving to different places. But like, you got to keep making new friends. It's like I don't know anybody. New friends, wow. <laughs> How do you make friends in a pandemic that's kind of opening up now? I have no idea. I literally know no one in this whole state, except, I mean, the people I work with, but, like, yeah. they're kind of old. They're older. So, Ari, <laughs> how, was high, how was high school in the – were you, like, remote, but, like, still hoping, but uh, – We were in person until December. We went remote, like, during basketball season for a little bit, and then we went back in person. And it was kind of, like, challenging with remote because it's, like, you've been at home all day and you have to go play a basketball game. It's, like, you've been in your house, so you kind of mm-hmm. – we had a couple of games that we lost because we were all like tired because we were sitting at home all day. So I think being in school, being in person, having interaction with people, being able to walk around yeah. helps to play a basketball game or play any type of sport. I can imagine being in school, bro, like remote. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad I'm. I'm so glad I'm. 
I'm older. <laughs> Man, just being like, just kind of like for me, like working remote, like, cause I got, I got a side gig too, where I like work and that's job is in person. So I'm fully vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. But like, like time management was like biggest thing for me. Just like, I could like do other things because I'm, cause I'm turning in work or, I can balance this, balance that. It's just like, you know, it's it's working working remote was was crazy because it gives you a little bit of freedom to focus on a little bit things outside of work that you want to build up. But um, you know, we we uh, but it's cool though. Like, but Josiah, you just now getting it in though. Are y'all going to the office anytime soon? So the way they set it up is supposed to be like a hybrid type where like you're really going to be in the office for like one or twice a, a week, but like yeah. all the way till October. So right. till October? I, I mean, you yeah, summer, bro. I guess. I'm about to be chilling, bro. I mean, <laughs> the slow days at work, bro, it's so, it's so, it's so awkward because it's like I got all my stuff done, but like I know I can play 2K during the day, but I <laughs> Messing up, messing up my work. Yeah, you can do other things. Yeah, and let's still be on task. I think I'm gonna miss that, like going back to to the office. You know, back with the people. Yo, facts. Like, not, I'm not gonna be able to just go outside, catch some air, or you know, I'm gonna just go up the store to the you know store real quick because I need something. Or right. just go take a nap. Right, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I need to clean my kitchen real quick. I don't feel like looking at my email. Yeah, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss that. But hopefully, like you say, hopefully we can just set up a hybrid situation. Yeah. But anyway, y'all been watching the um, NBA playoffs? It's been a couple of games. Well, the, first of all, the play-in. <laughs> so Ari, we we did a um, playoff prediction last week. And uh, me and Josiah, me and Josiah thought the Pacers was gonna lose <laughs> to the Hornets, <laughs> and, uh, only because like we feel like Pacers got a losing record. You know what I mean? Like, let's just go to the draft and yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it's just like they killed them, and then they got killed like the next game. Like, yeah, the pendulum definitely swung on the Pacers. So I'm happy. We're getting a lottery pick. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I want. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need the lottery balls, bro, for real. But LeBron James lost today, Josiah. Um, how, how's it feel over there? I mean, I know being a LeBron fan, like I know he's supposed to be like even kill. You know, the first round, LeBron never lose the first round. But this game, like you know, usually LeBron feel like game, like he ain't have too bad of a game. But Anthony Davis, yeah, he needs to. I don't think he understands that he's seven feet tall. Wasn't a good game, man. (laughs) No shots in the paint. Like, why why are you shooting so much? I mean, LeBron likes to say game one is a you know feel out game. I don't think you you think Lakers gonna lose after that game, or you think he's? Nah. I mean, last year I felt this way after Dame beat them the first time, like the first game last year. And then LeBron right, just came can't get caught up in game one. Yeah. You been catching the games, Rory? Not much. Like, the only games I, I really watch is weekend. like, yeah, yeah. So I haven't been caught up yet. Yeah. I mean, you haven't really missed nothing. I mean, it's just the first couple of games. 
The Clippers lost. That was a big one. Luka went off. Who else lost that was supposed to win? Well, the Sixers won. There was a lot of good games. Yeah, the Sixers won. The Lakers lost. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it was the, the first round. The Nets, the Nets game was pretty cool. Yeah, I got the the Hawks and the Knicks on right now. Um, but yeah, you ain't really missed nothing. But you say, yeah. So okay. for people who don't know, Ari, she grows. She, how does it feel to grow up in like a household where like everybody's an athlete? Like you just like you text me the other day, say your brother had a championship game in baseball. How'd that go? Mm-hmm. Uh, they got blown out. So, oh wow, yeah, that was a tough one. And his team is pretty good. But I think they just had an off day that day. Just got blown out. But they start sectionals a couple weeks. But growing up in a house that's competitive is it's kind of fun. Sometimes like it can bring a lot of tears. Like in the driveway playing one on one, but going inside and you guys are family again. But it's it's fun. It's competitive and it's a lot of emotions. A lot of different like. Like feelings going at each other, especially me and Andrew playing basketball because he grew up. So now we like neck and neck with the score. It's getting tie games, close games. So it's getting heated now Yo, playing man, basketball outside. Me out there because I know he used to play baseball, right? Yeah. My dad, he tries to play me one on one. He hasn't beat me since like first grade. So oh, he tries not to play me that much. <laughs> so now he just sits out there and refs me and Andrew because me and Andrew get pretty physical. So he's like, and you can push her, you can push her. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. That's what's up. That's what's up. Josiah, we can yeah. uh, just flip back and forth, like, because I got a hand. Okay. You, you, can, you can go ahead. You can go first, bro. I'll oh, go I mean, okay, so from there, like, you're, you're, in, a, you're in a household with um, pretty, pretty, like, a competitive spirit. Everyone's want to see each other do well. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to be well or, you know, be successful, too. So, like, where would you say, like, your foundation comes from, from from everything, from basketball to other aspects in your life? Um, I feel like it just comes from like, having parents that push you to just drive to be the best. I know, like, academically, my sister was the person who, like, pushed me to just, like, always study because we share rooms. So, like, seeing her always, like, having her nose in the book mm-hmm. in high school, that kind of pushed me to like, okay, I got to study if I want to play basketball at the college level. Cause you can't just have talent. You got to be like smart. So that she pushed me there. And then just having like two brothers, one who's older than me, one who's younger than me, like just being like around them, they pushed me athletically trying to just play with them, trying to stay up, trying to beat them in race, beat them in basketball. And they play baseball. So like trying to be better than them at baseball, just always want to be better than my brothers. So that pushed me a lot. And just like the parents, like my mom and dad were always supportive of everybody. Just want to see everybody succeed. So they always supported all of us. That's dope. So everybody's, so your family's big in baseball. How did you get into basketball? Yeah. Um, okay, did, so. When did you first witness basketball? That's a good question. Like, yeah, okay. I get buckets. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Andrew had a game at Sports Zone. It was like one of these gyms. I forget where it was, but it, Andrew's playing. I think he was like three. And Andrew, he like quit, like was crying. He just quit mid game. And I sit on the sidelines, nothing to do. And I was like, okay, I, I want to play. I want to try. Right. His jersey, like played for him. At the end of the season, I got the trophy. And that's when I started playing basketball. And then when EJ played on the basketball team at JCA, my dad put up a basketball hoop mm-hmm. for him. And then I started shooting on it. I started working out on it more than EJ did. 
And my dad was like, okay, let's try to put you on a team. Got put like on a boys team in kindergarten, started working out, Mm. finding trainers, putting me on teams. So I really, if I really had to thank somebody, it'd be Andrew for for quitting basketball because I would (laughs) have never put that jersey on. And I still have that trophy. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. So like, do people ask you all the time, I know this is a cliche question, but people ask you all the time about Andrew Wiggins in in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, like that was like the question in like middle school. Are you related to Andrew Wiggins? Or, and I, like and my answer would always be yes. yes. I'd be yes. Yeah. They'd be like, no yeah. way, no way. And I'd be like, yeah, he's my brother. Like, <laughs> I played that little joke on them. I wouldn't tell them. And my Andrew Wiggins is like hey, him. But but one of these days, he's gonna be a real Andrew Wiggins in baseball. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to let everybody know. Just remember his name when he gets a little bit older. He'll be in MLB. So where do you fall within the siblings? I'm third. So there's EJ, Elena, then there's me, then there's Andrew. Wow. Yeah. Two guys at the front and got the mm-hmm. got the girls in the middle. Shout out to your folks, man. They they good mm-hmm. people. They good people. Right, yeah. They're real ones. They're real ones. Yeah. That's what's up. So okay, you, you was hooping at Heritage Christian. And okay, I, I read y'all the stats in twenty twenty one, but I want to show y'all where she came from her junior year. So she averaged almost seventeen points. At 40% shooting as a junior, four rebounds, three assists, three steals to jump to where you are now. Like, <laughs> that's so crazy to think about. But <laughs> how how was that from, like, getting all, getting all the attention from the papers, the media in Indianapolis? Because Indianapolis is like a hoop city. So if you wanted the best end of the city, then, you know, <coughs> you're going to be remembered. You know, regardless of what you do after high school. So explain, like, talk through that experience, like, especially being, like, a teenager, 16, 17 years old. Um, all the love you get from, like, people, coaches, news, like, the media, it all, it's, like, it feels good and it's nice. But you, like, my dad always told me, like, you can't get caught up in that. So, like, right. being in the Indy Star every other week or something like that or having, like, mm-hmm. a – write-up is always it feels good for like the moment but you can't like dwell in that because i'm gonna have a bad game someone's gonna write about it mm. so it was kind of like a wake-up call like at a young age that you can't like always get caught up in what people are gonna say like people say good things but like some people are gonna want to say some negative things trying to change your game or like critique your game and stuff like that so it was kind of it was hard a little bit just like trying to make sure i don't stay on social media, try to just right. keep that away from me during the season. But it was, it's like, I'm not going to lie. It does feel good when you kind of get your name out there and you kind of have people you don't know personally kind of rooting for you and stuff like that. So that's teenager. It felt good, but you learned a lot with the social right. media and just playing basketball and not worrying about the politics yeah. and networking stuff. But shout out to your pops again. Cause I mean, that's good to keep you grounded like right now. Cause it'll kind of build those habits later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like social media is cool, but everybody keeps showing you the highlights. They, like they don't show you like the bad stuff. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if people start talking like critiquing your game, that means like you made it. That means right. really <laughs> good if you care that much, you know what I'm saying? To to, mm-hmm. to get into the nitty-gritty of what I do on the floor. That's uh that's pretty dope. So all right, tell the people where you're going to school and like how how'd you make how'd you come to that decision to to, to, to go to where you're going to go. Okay. So I'm going to the university of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And that Asia. decision, it was, it was kind of, it was actually really tough. So 
My yeah. final two, it was Michigan and Iowa. So I was sitting probably like mm. during COVID, I was sitting like it's probably oh. like three, three a.m. I was sitting, looking at like different schools, looking at all my options, and I literally had my notebook out. I was like, okay, let me just do a pros and cons list. So I was just writing out all the pros and cons for each school, and I was writing Michigan's, and there was just no con. I just kept writing stuff, kept writing stuff, trying to think of like what don't I like, what don't I like. And there was nothing like I didn't like. So then I like went onto like Michigan's page. I just went through their Twitter and stuff like that, just making sure like the coaching staff and all the people were just like the people I want to be around. Right. My mom was sleeping on the couch upstairs, woke her up, and I was like, Mom, I know what I want to do. Like I want to <laughs> commit. And she was like, She's like, You sure? And I was like, Yeah. So we went up to my dad's room, woke him up. It's like 315 now. So I'm waking up the house telling people, like, I think I know where I want to go to school. And my dad's talking to me and he's like, He's like, I believe you are making the right decision. So it was, it was a tough decision, but when you know, you know. And so, like, I guess the hardest part of, like, keeping that in, it was, like, I didn't let Andrew and Elena and EJ know because I was doing, like, a big reveal. So, like, keeping it from them was hard. But it, it, was, it was fun, though, having them, like, guess. And they were guessing, like, okay. you're going to go to this school, you're going to go to this school. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you had to reveal when you was a junior, right? Like junior, yeah, going into my senior year. Going into the senior year. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. So, so, so I know, like, I, I went to one of your games. This, like, so this was like one of her, like, her highlight tapes, her mixtapes. But like, I remember the title was like Scholar Dickens 2.0. Like, how did you, how did you feel? Because for me, it'd be like saying, like, I'm the next Chris Paul. Like, mm-hmm. how do you that? That felt really good because, like. I haven't watched Scarlett Dickens since I was like started playing basketball, like first grade, second grade, just watching her at Notre Dame, her being a left-handed point guard, her being from Indiana. So like to have someone kind of like compare me to her when I was in eighth grade, it felt good. I was like, okay, I'm like, I might be like good at this game a little bit. So it felt good to be compared to her. But now like I still respect her game. Still one of my favorite players ever in the WNBA and just in basketball in general. But now it's kind of like, I want to be like Ari Wiggins, like just Ari Wiggins. I don't want to be anybody 2.0. Like I just want to be myself. But it felt great to be compared to her because she's a great player. I actually remember that weekend. Uh, I went to actually go to go see you play. Uh-huh. My, my dad was saying like how good you were. I was like, all right, let me, let me go see. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You was getting buckets. I was like, okay. She for real. Yeah, I was watching the highlight tapes, man. I was like, damn, she fast, bro. Like, <laughs> no one that can stop her. If, she's, if you're going full speed, good luck. You know what I mean? It's, so to that with Skylar Diggins and you know those comparisons, is there any players that you model your game after, or kind of, kind of take their best, take their best practices to kind of remix them to your own play, like WNBA or NBA? Yes, yeah, so I watch a lot of like Kyrie's like ball handling stuff, just the way he can like handle the ball on the string. Like I always, yeah. always like just looking at ball handling workouts stuff like that. So. I'll take like that part of his game and try to add that to mine. And then my favorite player in the day is Jason Tatum. I watch him a lot and just the way he can create his own okay. shot. Like I try to okay. take that and just being able to create my own shot and stuff like that. And then other than like those two people, I just try to play to my strengths. Like I know it's like I am a quick guard. So just trying to play to that. And then just working on like different stuff, just like mid range, three point stuff like that, scoring at all three levels. It's just something I'm trying to work on too. But Kyrie and Jason Tatum are two people I like study their game a lot. Man, when I was watching your tapes, you were reminding me of I I can see Kyrie now that you say that, but I also saw like 
like like young player like John Morant or yeah, even like bucks. uh or a W player uh Cabby Pondexter, like the way that she handled the rock. Oh, she was cold. Fast, you know, quick <laughs> quick on her feet, mm-hmm. quick with the shot. You know, I was like, bro, this she she's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you and Josiah gonna hold it down in Michigan and I'm definitely gonna come up there. I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> I'll That's definitely a, come up there, bro. As a point guard, like, how do you balance scoring and passing? Because like, mm-hmm. some growing up AAU in high school, like, there's some point guards I played with, like, they were just all about buckets, and it was kind of annoying because mm-hmm. I ain't really trying yeah. to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you? Um, I feel like I learned, like, when I started learning basketball, I feel like when I learned how to be a point guard, I was just being, like, a person to distribute the ball, get the play going, letting people know where they go. So I've always learned to be, like, a pass-first point guard. But, like, just as my game kind of grew and I grew up as a player, scoring became something that I could also do. So I think it's just, like, finding the ease for the score, like, the key to the game. So if that's making the extra pass or keeping the ball and taking it to the rim myself, you got to make that read as a point guard and right. decide, do I pass this to the post or do I call the screen, get a roll and something like that. So, like, being a point guard takes a lot of thinking and a lot of understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so to the point now, you're about to go to Michigan. You're about to take your game to the next level. So what would you say that, like, a challenge that you had to overcome, whether it be on the floor or off the floor, that most people don't know about you that you had to like overcome and that you kind of um, don't show really. I say being vocal. Like mm. I've always just been just like a quiet type of player. Just yeah. kind of let my gang speak for itself. And my dad's oh, like, man. that's always cool. Like, like being like, cool. I've been compared to him just way. I don't really say much on the court where I used to, but my dad was like, if you want to be a point guard, you kind of have to be that second like coach on the floor. So you kind of got to speak yeah, up vocal. and, I've been like working on that my junior year and kind of came into that senior year. So that that's probably the biggest challenge I had because sometimes you do have to get on your teammates and, you know, some of your teammates are your best friends and you really don't want to like get on them in a game, but like if you need to need them to get their job done, you kind of have to tell them in a way that might be like harsh. And that was kind of hard for me, but I learned how to do that and have like respect for my teammates and a relationship with them where they can listen to me if I'm getting on them and still know that it's awful like the love of the game and just trying to get the win. That's what's up to get to get over that because I know, I know people who are you know introverts or who you know stay quiet. Josiah was one of those. Josiah was one of them, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I noticed Josiah started to like come out come out of his shell a little bit when he went to Howard, and then he started to come home and started telling me those stories at school. I was like, "Hey, right, Josiah, you see you doing? You up, man. I like it. I like it. I like it." <laughs> But, uh, but I want to talk about just you got another question, just like because I want to talk about the W. Oh, yeah, I actually do have one question. Yeah, all right. So, like, so how do you feel? All right, so you got these stars in the like college basketball now, like women's college basketball. So, like, Ari McDonald just got drafted, then like Paige Buckers, I call her Paige Buckets. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> have you played, have you played Paige before? Like, is she that cold? I haven't played her, but, like, just watching her film, like, I can just right. tell she's not just, like, a highlight player or just someone you can underestimate. She's actually, like, really, really good. Like, just the way she can score and it's effort, effortless, she's good. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like if she went to the WBA after this year, she'd be fine. 
I, wish, I think she'd be fine. Yeah, I wish she. I wish they changed the rules. Yeah. Shoot. So, oh yeah, I wish girls can be one and done because she oh, was so one. So you got to go at least two. Four. You got to go all four. Yeah. yeah, that's trash, bro. If he's good, if he's good, you. I, I I can understand if it was two, maybe even three, but like, come on, yeah, bro. I don't get it. I didn't know There's a lot of girls that should be in the league right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it, okay, to that point, like, of just like over, I guess overplaying, but I guess for lack of a better term, but like, so you got players in the W who are good, but then like the way the league is set up, you got players who play overseas and then mm-hmm. they come back and play in the play in the WNBA. And to me, I'm like, yeah, they can still hoop, but I feel like if they had a true off season, like the product of the WNBA could be a lot better than, and it's already exciting. It's just like for what it is, it could be, you know, a, a notch level up, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. do you, do you, do you mm-hmm. think about that? Like, like what? What could be like? Maybe I have to go to to Greece or Brazil or somewhere. I mean, you could like explore the world, which is awesome. But like, could do you think mm-hmm. about that? Like where your game could go? Yeah, I think about that. Like my thing is like I'd always want to play overseas, but like my region would be like to like explore the world, like play basketball somewhere else and see just like that culture. But like I get what you're talking about, like having that true off season, like the men do, and like taking care of your body, training, stuff like that, right. then the game would be a lot different. Stuff like that. I agree with that. But it's like, it's hard. It's like the game could be different, but it's in like you want to experience so much, like you want to experience basketball differently than what you have in like America. So like, I feel like that would be tough for a lot of like female players to give up that experience like in Greece or yeah. Spain to like stay home and just take care of their body and stuff like that. So it's like, it's like make money, extra money, like extra um, money in the off season right. or like, mm-hmm. like have a couple of years where you guys don't go mm-hmm. over there and then, like make money later when like the game grows a little bit more. Yeah, that's so so like, ponder about it's kind of tough. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, when I used to work, I used to work for the Chicago Sky. So, and I remember one of the one of the players who's still in the league today. She was making as much as me, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, that's wow. not right. That can't be." Mm-hmm. Right. And then she was, and then she was just like, "That's part of the reason why, like you say, you go overseas." Yeah. To build other things until you get to the point where you don't have to, you know, because mm-hmm. there's retired players still staying afloat, like Gabby Bondexter, who we mentioned earlier, Tamika Ketchins, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Lisa Leslie, like all these players who who are still afloat, they just had to build to it's just a yeah. journey, you know what I mean? So I feel like it is unique because you can like go go overseas and, and uh, experience different cultures. That will be kind of hard to give up. But so, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know Taylor Reimer? So she used to. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. bro, she, 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 bro, she used to be at HSC, bro. Like mm-hmm. first couple of years, bro. She was. Wow. <laughs> She's a. She was a dog. But like mm-hmm. she plays overseas now. Like, do you ever like talk to like players that's, that's like from around Indianapolis that's in the league or like play overseas? Like, do you like train with them and everything? Yes, yeah, so I saw Taylor. I think. It was like a camp, I think, last year. And, like, I committed to Michigan. I had my Michigan shirt on. And, like, she went to Michigan State, I think, like, her grad year. Like, after she went to Notre Dame. And we kind of, like, talked about that, kind of, like, right. jokingly. So I met her. But, and like, yeah, so, like, we saw each other on Instagram. But, like, I haven't really, like, talked about her um, overseas experience. But that is something, like, when it gets to that time, 
like to talk to her about to see how she likes and stuff like that. But also like Ty Hare, she played overseas. I think she played in Turkey this season, like this off season. But talking to her because she went to Heritage like and she also like went to my church. Like I have a close connection with her and stuff like that. So I do have like some research from Indianapolis that I can talk to that I need to actually reach out to. I went to middle school with Ty, bro. We thought she was uh, related to Gary Harris. <laughs> she was like super good at basketball. <laughs> Indy be having some yeah. out, bro, for real. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. do you ever think about yeah. where you, what could you do outside of basketball? Like, what, what is your platform set up? Because you see players like Maya Moore, like doing doing like social justice work, or to make a catches, who's like a philanthropist. Like, do you see yourself? doing like other things outside outside of basketball or like setting up like long-term type of goals um my life has always been like around basketball so like i know when the ball stops bouncing i always mm-hmm. want a business in the basketball world because like that's what i like know so much about like i haven't like mm-hmm. thought about doing something other than basketball but i think like if i created a platform and stuff like that i could use it for to make a voice for like social injustice and stuff like that but I always wanted to just like help like young girls like be able to get to like the level they want to get at and like open a gym and do something like that when I do stop playing basketball. So like open my own business and stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be hard. Yeah, that'd be hard. You got anything to say? Yeah. All right. So who's your who is your like uh who's your basketball coach like for the men's and women's side? <laughs> good question, good question. So for men's side, I got LeBron. Women <laughs> Everybody, you know, I got Maya Moore. I've never mm-hmm. seen like better than her. <laughs> but who you got? Um. Okay, for the women's, I'll probably say Tamika Catchings. One, she's from Indiana. Say that too, bro. Yeah, Don't I sleep think. Sleep on the road, <laughs> bro. You see, all the way to. I'm telling you, bro. Keep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she might go too, bro. And I think the go on the men's side, I have to say Jordan, like Michael Jordan has to be him to me. Cause I feel like he could play, like if he could play in his prime, he could play in the game. Like right now, I feel like LeBron couldn't go back and play in the same like time period as Michael. Like that game would have been too physical for him. Like he just got poked in the eye like a couple of days ago and was crying about it. Jordan gets poked in the eye. He's going to go get up and get 60 more points. To that point, I think they would try to like condition LeBron to be a, traditional small forward power forward where he couldn't handle the ball like that. Mm-hmm. Probably would have been like a Sean Kemp. Yeah. He would have had, like, just think of, like, uh, Daniel, uh, Booby Gibson just actually actually running the offense instead of the brush. <laughs> 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 but, I, I mean, that's a good point, though. I mean, hey, I mean, I think LeBron James finals losses is always going to, like, hurt him as far as, like, the, the Jordan Jordan level because mm-hmm. Michael Jordan did not lose in the finals, even though LeBron's been like 80,000 times, which, <laughs> which is it's something in itself. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't give up, I can't give up Michael Jordan yet, bro. Yeah, I, I think LeBron is the best in the league right now. Like, I do believe oh, yeah, that, 100%. but greatest of all time, like, it's Michael Jordan to me. I think it'll say something if I think it says something that he's won a championship on every team he's been on. Yeah, I was thinking about that a couple days ago. That's yeah, that's 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 dope. I mean, George stayed with the Bulls his whole career, but I mean, the Wizards, but eh. 
But it don't really count. <laughs> but I, I just, so, you know, LeBron's like, he's trying to chase Jordan. Like, who, is there like a certain player like you want to be like, I want, like, do you want to be the GOAT? Bro? She said she's trying to be yeah. Ari Wiggins, bro. I know, but it's not the comparisons, bro. Ari Wiggins could be the GOAT. The name. Ari Wiggins. Yeah. Like, do you, that like, is the goal. Or do you want to be yeah. like, so yeah, I want to be. Yeah, I'm trying to be. Yeah, I'm trying to do like in the Hall of Fame stuff oh, like that. Man. Yeah, that'd be hard. You could bring another yeah. ring uh, to Indianapolis before the Pacers again. Facts. <laughs> to make the catches, did it? <laughs> the fever. They need help. I feel like people don't don't explain that enough, bro. Like, to make catches has a Hall of Fame flag in Baker's life. She brought a ring in 2012, bro. And this is yeah. like. Have they, this is like a year. This was like years after Reggie retired, and Reggie yeah. like Reggie didn't bring no ring. He got us to the finals. He didn't bring no ring, no. Like Paul Reggie George. Paul she George got us to the conference finals. He didn't give us no ring, no. To make catches, bro. Like I feel like from like where she came from, bro. From like having those, I guess, um, like speed, like a speech impediment and. Uh, hearing issues to like being the goat of, mm-hmm. of women's basketball like that is something like that story is something that doesn't that doesn't be discussed uh too much and hopefully she has like a documentary coming out or something because yeah that would have been cool. that would have been cool to see but like talk about that like seeing um seeing greatness in in your face like in indianapolis <laughs> like you, you said, she's your goat. So, like, how 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 does she inspire you? Um, I remember I went to like one of her camps. I think it was called like Catching the Stars Camp or something like that. And I went every year. She had it. Yeah, I remember. She said I had to like leave. Yeah, she had to like Riverside. She had a warrant one time. I remember I had to leave right. early because I had a game. And so I was like, okay. My dad was like, go tell her bye. She was like, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, all right, good luck at your game. And that's like I went to the game. I was hype. I was like, Tamika yeah. Tech catches told me good luck <laughs> yeah. in my game. So I had to go crazy. So like that inspired me. Just like talking to someone who's like famous in women's basketball and like has the time to like take her time to get to know like younger players who look up to her. Mm-hmm. I think that just is like bigger than basketball to me. Just like reaching out to kids you might not even like meet again, but like to take time in that minute to like know their name and know they got a game and just know that they look up to her. I think that's pretty cool. That is true. She's like the only like star like i mean i guess besides play Benning, but like they kind of stayed and actually did stuff yeah she's like, a gm you know, now the fever like yeah yeah like she's for uh, she's not from here but it feels like work, from, right yeah she feels like she's from indianapolis because mm-hmm. she could have went well tennessee yeah. doesn't have a women's team but i mean she could have did she could have went to tennessee the volunteers yeah. and did some stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's true i mean but hey i'm glad she stayed because but I see, but the fever, like I mean, we're we're still we're not that good, and like, but they they drafted like a lot of rookies, but they only mm-hmm. kept like a few of them. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're gonna be pretty young, at least for yeah. the next two years, bro. We just got our. Mm-hmm. I got uh, I got Vegas coming out or or Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, I do like Vegas a lot. Like when they created that team, I don't know yeah. what year it was when they had all those. Like players, players, um, yeah, like yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, that's unfair, but that's gonna be one of my favorite teams. So I'm gonna be <laughs> on that team. Yeah, I got Vegas coming up. Yeah, I mean, 
I was trying to I'm trying to catch a Sky game, but I, I don't think they're letting fans in yet. Have you have you watched the New York Liberty game? Not yet. I haven't. So I think the first game like I've watched like since it came back on, I think it was it was Vegas versus I think it was Seattle. So I watched that game. Yeah, that was like a good game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, Beyond yeah, Stewart's nice. Is Sue Bird still playing? Still yeah. Playing? She's tough, yeah. Super. I think that holds in like Jewel and stuff like yes. that. Yes. That was a game. That, that gets you excited about women's basketball when it's two good teams. Yeah. Right, right, right. Going just back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have y'all seen that commercial with Steph Curry? Yeah, with Sue Bird. With Sue Bird. <laughs> Time champ, three time champ. Super just got in the car, wave, smile. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, dang, she do got four rings. Maya Moore got five. She has three. Oh, three. Hey, but I think I think my I think she went four or five times. Oh yeah, she went to the final because she lost mm-hmm. to Candace Parker one year. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. On like some crazy ending to win the game. Yeah, the games the games we lit, bro. The games, mm-hmm. the games we they actually had better NBA. They actually had better finals in the NBA. Being real, yeah. I just like, it, but isn't it like best out of five though? Yeah, we need yeah. seven game series, bro. At least in the finals. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be good. Yeah. So when you when you uh, when you when you officially go up to Michigan, I think the like arrival date is June twenty fourth, but it hasn't been like set in stone. So if you okay. June twenty fourth, so like a couple of days after that, so it's coming up. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna definitely try to. Um, I'm definitely coming up and watch a game. Josiah's. Uh, right Appreciate that. Corner. How far is Detroit? I'm, I'm here. Whenever the season starts, I'm pulling up. I don't yeah. care if it's a scrimmage. <laughs> I don't care if it's preseason. Scrimmage. I'm there. For the blue and gold game. There <laughs> so when is? I mean, how far is Detroit from the university? Oh, it's, um, it's not that far, bro. It's, it's not like far. Yeah. 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, I looked it up before for some yeah. reason. Um, yeah, you got nice surroundings. That far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Do you really let y'all have a car on campus or you got to wait? Uh, I haven't heard anything about, like they say, freshman of a car. I think it's just because I remember like, I was talking to the coaches and she kind of said, if you have anything, like your teammates can drive you around. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. the freshman probably just have to wait. Into like have the upperclassmen drive you around to like your junior or maybe sophomore year, but. So when you were getting recruited, did any of the players like recruit you to come? Like I hear that a lot. Like yeah, talk about that. I was was like the whole process. How did they sell you? Yeah, they come in, give you gear. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Um, Say they can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) They take you. Um, no, they didn't do anything crazy. <laughs> but like the whole recruiting process was cool. It was like it was like since I was kind of young, my dad, and my like mom, kind of like took care of everything. Didn't have like it was like kind of hard talking like adults in your like twelve, thirteen. Kind of weird. So like they kind of helped me with those conversations. But when I hit like high school, it became a little bit easier how to talk to adults because now it's like a it's a business deal you're making them. So, but with Michigan, what sold me was just Coach Rico, just like. She being a point guard and just like us clicking, like every time I got on the phone, it was never like a dull moment. She was always asking about the family, telling me about like her future for the program, telling me about the academics. Like every conversation was full of like new information. She was always like checking up on me as if I was like 
her player already. So, and I was like something I didn't experience with every single coach. It was like, I, I had a connection with her from day one and some coaches it took longer to connect with them. And so I think like when you connect with a coach from day one, that's someone like special, someone you probably want to be coaching you and be a part of your life during college. So did you go, it was a big part of the committee. Did you go to the school at any point to like check out the, the university? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like I went, I think like on a fall break and I went and I saw like a couple of players. So, like I saw Nas Hillman, like being all American. She's a junior. She'll be a senior next year. I mean, she's like really, really good. So I met her. And then some girls from in, like Indiana, like Emily Kaiser, who went to Noblesville, Maddie Nolan went to Zionsville, and Amy Doe, who is Miss Basketball Carmel. So like I met all those players when I went up there, saw the campus. And like I've been to like other campuses, like I've been to IU, Purdue, and those are both nice campuses, but like Michigan just felt like home. Like, even though it's four hours away, it was just like, this is like a really nice campus. The people like on the campus, like you just walk across, seeing like good, genuine people. And so I was like, I just wanted to be there. Like, when I got there, I was like, I knew this is a place for me. That's a blessing. That's tight, bro. Yeah. So, tight. so you started getting offers when you were like 12. How did they yeah, know? Yeah, I heard you say that. How did they? <laughs> How did they know about a 12 year old? Like, how much did you so, get at 50? Like, <laughs> so I had this coach, this um, coach, right? He was like, always had like his phone on the bench. Like, he'd always record and like put stuff on Instagram. And I like, like, want to like thank him for that because like just having right. a coach who's like wants to get his players up there at like such a young age to make sure coaches can see. It. And he's like emailing coaches, letting people know, hey, my players are playing here. So that really helped me get recruited because I wasn't like any UIBL or exposure circuit. I was just playing on a regular AU team playing at the field house, like in like the back course. And he would just sit on the bench, record the games and put them out and people would see him. And we started going to like big events and coaches would start like contacting him saying like, where am I playing? Where are my teammates playing? So that really helped a lot playing for him. And then I moved to the gym rats, which is the UIBL team. And that kind of just oh, yeah. blew everything up a little bit more. But exactly. you dropped, you were like young. You dropped some girl. Like, <laughs> like was that that video when they saw? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he posted that one. Like, he, he was the one who recorded that one. Like, he was on the bench. Like, he was like really like like the hype man slash cameraman slash like coach. Like, he was he was great. So that was in like middle school. He did record that and post that out there it's on YouTube and stuff. Yo, RJ Barrett just dunked on somebody serious, bro. <laughs> oh, oh man, it was nasty. Oh, it's a tie game. NBA playoffs. So so when you first when you first got your offer, like how did you feel coming back to school? Were you like, yeah, I'm that. Yeah, like I felt like, yeah. You got this to is be- cool, but like you know, you kinda you kinda have to like be humble. So like I got like yeah, That's that like- call. Like first no, when I got my I got my first offer from Butler and my dad kind of had to like explain to me like what it meant because like I never like knew about getting recruited, going to college on a scholarship, stuff like that. So he was like, "Um, Butler like offered you, and this is what it means." And that was, yeah. yeah. So like, so like he was like, "This what it means." So like that kind of like like opened my eyes. Like, okay, this is like I can really like do something with my basketball talent. That was cool. Having like my first offer from an Indiana school, and like, that's actually Butler's a really, really good academic school. And what they're doing with the athletic program is, do, is something cool too. But it was great. So did you? Uh, so did your folks like give you the the green light, saying like you don't have to look at indie schools, like you can go, 
you can kind of look elsewhere um you guys know my dad you know how he yeah. like how he how much he loves his kids stuff like that so you know yeah. he he didn't say you can't go here but you know he's kind of like yeah i don't want you to go super far you know he's kind of not like guilt tripping but he's like i want to watch you play so like that's kind of like okay that means i can't really i can't go to ucla can't go to oregon can't go to florida because he's gonna be too far but like i don't think i was gonna go there anyways like just going up yeah just like michigan's like far but it's not like it's away from home where i can grow up a little bit but like they can my parents can come visit me in a day's trip so mm-hmm. yeah and like my mom you know if i went we, we like ucla somewhere far game, she'd bro. be yeah he yeah. said he already bought season tickets oh, and man. i was like i didn't even know they was out yet <laughs> He's ready, bro. So pre-order, man. Come on. He gonna be in there the all navy, bro. Uh-huh. All navy with the with the little M on the head. Ari's dad. Exactly, <laughs> exactly bro. That's that's so, so tight. So when you see like uh UConn and like and how South Carolina's been like improving like the past right. I guess decade, like are you excited mm-hmm. to like compete against those teams? Like, kind of put your name out there. Yeah, like, that's probably, like, yeah, I think, like, the big 10 games are going to be fun to play, but, like, those top teams have been, like, mm-hmm. on ESPN, like, multiple times, like, and playing against, like, that Hall of Fame coach with Gino and Dante, like, just play, like, I want to be in those games and playing in those games so something excites me. So, my coach told me that, like, they are trying to schedule, like, a tournament that UConn's going to be in, so we're talking about that, getting excited mm-hmm. about that. So, I hope that we actually, like, work that one out. Oh, man, I need some Michigan beer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. Man, we getting a lot of basketball this year, man. So mm-hmm. we got playoffs now. The W just started. And then this is the season where they're going to pause for the Olympics. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they have three on three at the Olympics now. So it's a, it's a good Yeah. It's a good season. How would you feel if the USA came and be like, yo, I should be on the Olympics, man? Yeah, because they start. Attract on like younger players, right? Or like mm-hmm. players in, uh, collegiate players, I should say. So, mm-hmm. so the next three or four years, like, is that your goal? At least one year, yeah. To be on the team. Yeah, like one of my goals is to be on the Olympic team. Yeah, why not? In college, and also just like when I'm professional, just being on the Olympic team, that'd be like a big goal for me because that's that's crazy, like to represent your country and play basketball. That Man, that's if, the, if you're on the USA team, I'm really going to the Olympics. I'm getting that'd be, that'd be more of a reason to go because it's like, bro, uh-huh. like, why not go see her play, bro? Yeah, and I'm just getting tickets to the to the gold to the gold medal round because it's like, <laughs> why would I watch the privileges? <laughs> the privileges, yeah. Like, <laughs> the women's basketball cop, y'all y'all way more dominant in the men's in the USA. Basketball. That's what I was saying. It's, it's a it's a way more gold. Yeah, the gold medal round tickets, bro. Yeah. But that's what's up, though. I'm so glad you came on the podcast. I appreciate, I appreciate this. This is thank you for having me. I was excited to be on it. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm definitely coming to Michigan to to check you out. Tell, thank you. Uh, tell your pops, I will be right there behind you. Thanks. <laughs> okay. When you go to the league, my man, I seen you playing high school and in college. <laughs> just like you gonna be in the documentary. Facts. Yeah. Be old too. They got great hair. I remember, man. Talk about the video. Talk about the video. You uh, the first time I saw her, man, she dropped some little girl. <laughs> that you probably ended her career right there. <laughs> Stop.
But yeah, oh, yeah. glad you came dope, on. This man. was fun. Yeah, this was dope. Yeah. Uh, you got you want to leave the people with anything, or they just gotta they, they gonna catch you in the Big Ten. Yeah, just catch me in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm <laughs> for sure, for sure. So this is just a black podcast. We got Ari Wiggins. She's here and she did her thing today. And y'all make sure y'all pay attention to the Wolverines basketball, women's basketball. And uh, me and Josiah might be at a few games since it's not that far yeah. a drive. I guess I was like, <laughs> man, I can catch a flight multiple times, bro, to, to Detroit. It's probably nothing. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. But um, yeah, this is uh, episode fifteen. We're gonna leave y'all. We're gonna leave y'all with this, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week. We gonna catch these games. Hopefully, the Lakers uh, won't lose again. So Josiah won't lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> you should see Josiah the text messages, man. <laughs> Josiah be going through it when the Lakers are losing in the first quarter. <laughs> I'd be like, bro, it's chill. You still got LeBron. It's the habits that I've seen out there that's really been bad. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like why is Drummond missing layups? <laughs> like, he should be dunking every rebound. I'm saying, like, it's just the habits I've seen. You make him mad. <laughs> but, uh, all right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to let y'all go. Like, subscribe, share. All that good stuff. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Just a Black Podcast. Yeah. We out. Peace.